are Locked On Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thank you for joining us on a Friday edition of the show. A lot to get to. BYU has scheduled their season opener. They're headed to Annapolis, Maryland to face off against the Naval Academy. I think it's a pretty solid matchup. We'll break that down for you today as we'll get some comments from Navy head coach Ken Niamatololo for you guys. Also an update from Tom Homo regarding the upcoming season, in particular potential fans in the stands, how that's going to look. We'll break that down. And we'll also catch you up on our player countdown series as well as the rest of BYU sports news you guys need to know about. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends over at Rock Auto as well as our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. We'll tell you about both of them here in just a little bit. All right, with that rundown out of the way, let's get to it here. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for August 7th, 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking the time to download your daily podcast with us here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. A reminder for you guys, we aim to be your one-stop shop for all the BYU sports news you guys need to know about each and every day, as well as passing along insider information that you will not find anywhere else. So make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button each and every day. That way you're always up to date on everything going on with the Cougars. A big thank you to all of you for your conti- for your continued support of the program. All right, let's kick things off today with the great news that BYU has their season opening game scheduled, and it will be September 7th at the Naval Academy out there in Annapolis, Maryland. BYU and Kalani Sitake, the first head coach of Tongan descent, facing off against Ken Niamatololo, a Samoan head coach of the Naval Academy. And I think this is a fantastic game, all things considered, for BYU. At this point, for BYU to put games onto their schedule I don't think you can look at it any other way and say you know what I don't like that matchup this is a great matchup of course it is a service academy these are young men speaking of the midshipmen who have given up essentially part of their lives to go serve in the armed forces of our country they're getting a top-notch education while doing it and also playing football but they do have to go on active duty for a time after their career and I think it's just a fun game all the way around. It's a unique uh, offense, obviously, that Navy runs, that triple option offense. Ivan Jasper, the longtime offensive coordinator for Navy, one of the foremost minds when it comes to the triple option. And I think that the storylines going into this game, with Ken Niamatololo being from Laie, Hawaii, as well as Kalani Sitake having grown up part of his life in the same town, just fascinating to think of this little town on the north shore of the island of Oahu in Hawaii has two head coaches who are about to face off in a month from now. It's going to be exactly 30 days away for BYU and the Naval Academy to square off here. It will be Labor Day night, 6 o'clock Mountain Time on ESPN. I think this is a great matchup all the way around, and you don't have to take my word about it. Let's let you hear from Ken Niamatololo. He spoke to the media yesterday. Here are some of his comments to both Jay Drew and Mitch Harper about the BYU game and what he expects to see. Hi, Coach. Jay Drew from the Deseret News in Salt Lake City. Um, hi, hi, Coach. Out here, we're very familiar with your ties to BYU. Your son played here. Uh, what uh, what what effect did that relationship that you have with BYU and those ties have on setting this game up? Mr. Gladchuk was – our AD did all of it. You know, I'm sure he talked with Tom. and But I think just knowing who BYU is, I mean, who their program, what they represent – um, I know that they would have the resources to test 
And I knew that, you know, kind of the question back to Scott Abraham, you know, I mean, hey, you know, you're putting your guys in jeopardy. I didn't want to play a school that I wasn't sure, I mean, none of us did, nobody at the academy did. But we wanted to play a good football team that we knew that they were doing all in their power to keep their guys safe, that they were testing, that their protocol was was strict. And I knew BYU would be that. And so I guess for me, the, the biggest part was they felt – everything that I was looking for, you know, Chet had similar ideas, but I want to play a really good football team uh, with a, a national name, but also a team that I, I, you could feel safe playing them, had the resources and the wherewithal and to bring a football team to Annapolis that would, would keep ourselves safe, but also keep our people safe. That was also preeminent. So those are the two factors, a really good football team, and keeping us safe and what I knew of BYU and who they are, I mean, I knew that that would be the case with them. I knew that they would, that their players are being tested and I know they're good. My only follow-up is obviously BYU is an independent. They don't have a lot of friends in the college football world. Do you feel like maybe you were kind of, this was a token of friendship or kind of like reaching out that, that and kind of letting BYU know that, Hey, there's someone out, here that's willing to help you out because they've had six games canceled, as you know. Well, yeah. I, so you're concerned because they're a really good football team. Um, but I think, I think, Jaden, your question is a valid one. I mean, I, I know their program. Uh, I know that their guys are going to be safe and they're going to be healthy and tested. And I know it'd be a great challenge. Obviously, I know Kalani is a great man, great coach. Uh, no guys on their staff. One of the guys on their the recruiting coordinator is actually my best friend, my childhood best friend growing up in Jack the Mooney. I know Tom Homo. But with all of that said, I had nothing to do. My Mine was just a suggestion to, to Chet as the Notre Dame game fell through. We just kind of brainstormed last night some thoughts. And, you know, then I brought up BYU because I felt like they fit everything that we're looking for. And then Chet went to work. <laughs> I mean, I mean he, he, he got off the phone and said, I got it. I'll get back to you. And lo and behold, got a couple te- a text a couple hours later saying, hey, it's on. You know, and so he, he worked really quickly with, with Tom. And like I said, but I don't know how that negotiating part went through. I was not a part of that. I was just a part of, my discussions with Chad and discussing who would be, you know, good opponents for us. Hey coach, Mitch Harper, uh, KSL sports in Salt Lake city. Uh, just curious, you know, have you thought about maybe just the emotions that, uh, or what it could mean for the Polynesian community to have two Polynesian Latter-day Saint men, uh, you know, coaching on the sidelines, uh, in this game. I think it's pretty sweet. You know I mean? Just, you know, of you know, talk about diversity and minority. I mean, to have two Polynesian young men, we're both from Laie, you know what I mean? So if anybody's ever been to Laie, that would even make it more remarkable just <laughs> how small the town is, you know. So to have, you know, Kalani, you know, the head coach at BYU and okay. me coming from the Naval Academy and we're, uh, we were both, uh, you know, raised there you know, Connie a little bit in his childhood, but then moved later on, but we both raised there. And I was, I came there uh, in, in middle school years and was raised in Laie, but I think it's really cool. 
Um, you know, he's done a great job there. It's exciting. Like I said, I know a lot of guys on the staff. Um, actually, uh, my son, uh, my son is married, and his uh, my son's uh, brother brother-in-law actually plays on the team too. So there, there's a lot of close ties in this game. You know what I mean? Like I said, Jack DeMooney, the recruiting coordinator, uh, is, was my best friend growing up. So it's, it's um, so it's, 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 this is an exciting game. We were, you know, Kalani and I were texting a little bit earlier. This is, a, you know, all, all I year, you know, championship game. And all of us, you know, we, we grew up as basketball pickup junkies, you know, many hours playing pickup basketball. So it's, we're, we're competitive dudes coming from the North Shore. But uh, it's exciting. I'm, I'm excited to play them. They're a really good team. And, you know, I'm excited for our guys, too. This is going to be a great challenge for us. There you go. Kenny Matalolo, the head coach of the Naval Academy. And you can tell he's excited to have this game. And it's interesting to hear him say that after they talked, uh, him and Chet Gladchuk, the athletic director at uh, at Navy, he told him, hey, what about BYU? And Gladchuk probably made a phone call to Tom Homo. And the way that he describes it, that deal came together in, what, two hours? So I never want to hear an athletic director ever again say, well, it just takes so much time to put these games together. We're scheduling games in college football that are over a decade out. I would rather see it each year where you have teams scheduling maybe one or two years in advance and announce it kind of like what the NFL does, where you have a day of the year where your schedule comes out and fans get all giddy about it. Think of the marketing opportunities that would entail. I know that puts extra work on athletic directors' plates, obviously, and it would have to be an effort down the road because all these other games that are already scheduled. But it's good to hear that in a short order, these athletic directors can agree to terms BYU is expected to get a return game from Navy as part of this deal at a date to be determined down the road. But I just never want to hear an athletic director ever again say, well, it's just so hard to schedule. We have to really think about what we're doing years out in advance. No, you don't. You just got to get find willing parties uh, to work together. And I think that's what they did in this case. And I think it's a fantastic game for BYU to have on the docket. Here's hoping that we hear about more games, hopefully some P5 games in the near future as well for the Cougars. All right, coming up here in just a second, and we'll talk a little bit more about what Tom Homo had to say to the BYU fan base. He put out a statement yesterday. I think it had some good stuff in it. We'll break that down for you here in just a second. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at rockauto.com. I've told you about this company, and I can tell you this much. I love what rockauto.com is doing for all of our listenership. If you go to rockauto.com, you can find all of the parts your car, truck, or SUV will ever need, and I mean that sincerely. Gone are the days of having to go to the auto parts store and saying, hey, I need this. And they're like, well, we have a b and maybe a c option here at rockauto.com every option that exists is available to you guys and that's what i love about this company they are making sure that buying the parts you need for your car truck or suv are as easy as can be and the best part about it all it's shipped directly to your door you can sit on your couch order it and uh, just a what a couple days a week later it's right there at your front door it's really simple guys it's a great way to save some money as well they have reliably low pricing this is a company that's been around for 20 years they don't believe in having a membership deal to get you the deal 
so that they can get you. They just want to make it an easy way to get the parts you need at a good price. So check them out. That's our good friends at rockauto.com. Fantastic company. You can search on their online database and you can customize it to your experience. You want to search by price. You want to search by specification. You want to search by manufacturer. They have it all available to you guys at rockauto.com. So check it out. Our good friends at rockauto.com. Make sure to mention you heard us here on Locked On Cougars. Talk about them in the How Did You Hear About Us box when you stop by there at rockauto.com. Reliably low pricing, all the parts your car, truck, or SUV will ever need. That's our good friends at rockauto.com. All right, guys, BYU Athletic Director Tom Homo has promised to be up to date on the latest when it comes to BYU sports, and he said he wanted to make sure that BYU fans were first to be in the know about what's going on with the Cougars. Well, he put out a statement yesterday, and we'll read it in its entirety here in just a second, but I think it's got some good news and also some interesting tidbits in it as well. So here you go. Here's the statement in its entirety. Quote, we appreciate BYU Cougar Club donors, season ticket holders, partners, and fans who have been incredibly patient and supportive during these unprecedented times. We realize many of you have questions and are eager to hear about plans for the upcoming football season. An updated schedule is being finalized. Obviously, the Navy game has started with that, along with many other details associated with the Lavelle Edwards Stadium, including public access, health and safety protocols, ticketing, game operations, etc. Our athletic staff has been working closely with university leaders, government officials, and medical experts to prepare for a variety of potential scenarios for the 2020 season. We expect to have final plans completed soon and will communicate those details with Cougar Nation as quickly as possible. In the meantime, we remain excited to prepare, prepare for another season of BYU football. Go Cougs! I think that's a very uh, straightforward statement. Obviously, BYU still is evaluating if they'll be able to allow fans and even, in my case, the media to attend games this year at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. I think the biggest news coming out of it is that he is saying that they're talking about multiple scenarios. We've heard about two uh, different... what did they call them? Uh, surveys that went out to BYU fans in recent weeks and months to gauge their interests slash uh, what they're comfortable with with regards to potentially attending games at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. I think that BYU will do everything within their power to have fans at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, albeit, I can guarantee you this, if they do, it'll be a severely reduced number. I would expect maybe no more than 20% of Lavelle Edwards Stadium being full this season, and even then, I just still have my questions about even any fans being in attendance, and I extend that out to myself as a media member. I'm not sure that the media is even going to be in attendance. We'll probably have to do a lot of stuff remotely, watching games on TV, going into post-game Zoom conferences for the audio that we're looking for post-game from Kalani Satake and players. I just look at this, and I think that it's better safe than sorry. I think everybody listening to this podcast, and by and large, the vast majority of BYU and college football fans as well, understand that it's more important to have games, even if you can't attend them in person, than to not have games at all. Obviously, athletic departments like BYU need the lifeblood as the cash flow that comes from the college football season, especially the games being played. They would love to have the home gate, as they call it, the money that comes from a home game come into them but I think you look at this and if it means not having fans in the stands versus not playing at all you're going to play games without fans in the stands. We're seeing it with baseball. We're seeing it with the NBA right now, both of those seasons ongoing. Major League Soccer also doing that. The NFL saying that they're going to still evaluate uh, if fans can attend games. I know there are franchises like the Las Vegas Raiders who have already said we're not having fans in the stands this year. 
I think we're trending towards that direction, and it is disappointing. There's no doubt about it. There's nothing like attending a game at Lavelle Edwards Stadium on a crisp fall afternoon, or even fall evening in some cases, and just enjoying the ambiance as well as watching high-level college football. That is the fun part about all of it. But I think that Tom Homo, he just wants to make sure that all of the different scenarios have been weighed and played out and have been evaluated before making a final decision. So I appreciate Tom Homo keeping BYU fans up to date. It's hard enough for us here in the media to get a statement from Tom Homo. For, so for him to do one of his own volition here and put this out on social media, I think it's a positive development. Uh, yesterday, also in terms of the scheduling for BYU, to go off that uh, tidbit about Tom Homo, uh, San Diego State has established that they will be playing BYU. Their athletic director has stated as much. Utah State also put out a statement that they're delaying the start of fall camp till at least August 24th. Uh, the Mountain West Conference announcing that their season will not start until at least uh, September 26th. And I'm actually hearing more and more potentially about BYU and Utah State moving their game up potentially to September 26th instead of October 2nd. But that also could change if uh, Utah State decides, you know what, we want to play Southern Utah, who we had contracted to play uh, in that first week on September 26th. So obviously so many moving parts right now, but the good news is I think BYU very much closing in on a number of different games. I've mentioned previously there's a number of Big 12 teams, TCU, as well as Oklahoma State. Even Oklahoma has popped up in recent days as a potential option for BYU according to some different reports that I have heard slash also heard from people about. So I think that BYU is going to put together a pretty good schedule, all things considered, once it's all said and done. I expect announcements to come out over the next couple of weeks. I think it's going to be kind of something where BYU decides, you know what? We can keep ourselves in the headlines by announcing games as they are scheduled. We don't need to wait and put an announcement out there when all of it has been scheduled. I think yesterday's announcement of the Naval Academy is evidence of that. So I'd expect in coming days and weeks, you're going to see different announcements of different games once they're finalized. I have full trust in Tom Homo doing his work, obviously being able to put together a game of the magnitude of Navy within a couple of hours, according to what Kenya Matalolo said, is a positive development. So here's hoping that things continue to go well for the Cougars. And I think that 10 games is probably where they end up, if at all possible. Who knows if all 10 of those games are played? Who knows how many are home games? Who knows how many fans will be in the stands potentially there? But the good news is things are trending up right now for BYU football. So get excited for that aspect of it. All right, coming up here in just a second, we'll continue on with the player countdown series. The best Cougar to have worn the number 27. Uh, Some interesting finalists in this group, and we'll talk about that here in just a minute. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. We've told you a lot about this company over the past couple of months, and we will continue to do so. I love what All Guard Pest Control is doing. They offer two unique service programs to all of their customers. First thing is they offer a quarterly pest control program where they'll come out once every three months, make sure your home is protected against whatever that time of year, that season whatever the pests that we be trying to get inside your home that time of year, you're protected against that, both inside and outside. They want to make sure that you are comfortable inside your home and you don't have any of those creepy crawly things running around in your home that seem to scare everybody, my wife included. So check it out, guys. That's their three-month, um, it's their quarterly pest control program. But additionally, if you have a one-time service need, you have a one-time issue that needs to be taken care of and abated, they'll come out and take care of it and then they will leave you alone. All Guard Pest Control does not believe in having to have multiple 
multiple quote unquote follow up visits. You don't sign a contract for their one time services. That's what I love about All Guard Pest Control. They will customize your service plan to your needs. They take care of my home. I hope you will trust them to take care of yours because they are the best of the best. A local company here along the Wasatch Front, based in Utah County, but capable of servicing anybody up and down the Wasatch Front, wherever you might live. Whatever your pest control needs are, All Guard Pest Control can handle it. I can promise you guys that much. Great company, a great reputation. Their online reviews are absolutely fantastic. Tell Seth and his team that Locked On Cougars and Jake Hatch sent you. They'll make sure to treat you guys like family. They treat you like family anyways, but we just want some credit for pointing you guys in the right direction so check it out guys it's all guard pest control call them anytime you might need their services or call them right now 801-851-1812 that's 801-851-1812 or check them out online at allguardpestcontrols.com as we wind down here on a Friday edition of the podcast, our player countdown series rolls on here. Of course, we've been counting you down to what was originally supposed to be a September 3rd kickoff for BYU and Utah to begin the season. Well, that game has now been delayed four days to September 7th when BYU will face off against the Naval Academy. I thought about delaying the player countdown series to line up with the current countdown, but that would put us into the weekend before we finish counting things down. So we'll just roll on like normal. We're going to continue to count you down towards our our original deadline and just have some fun with it. So just understand that, yeah, we are 27 days away from BYU supposed to be kicking off their season when in reality, what, 30, 31 days away. So bear with us on this. But today, number 27, the best Cougars to have worn this number in BYU football and BYU sports history in general. Our finalists today include a former BYU kicker, Trevor Sampson, one of the most accurate kickers in BYU football history. Another kicker in Owen Pochman, uh, former BYU quarterback slash BYU baseball pitcher, Ryan Hancock, and former BYU outfielder, Corey Snyder. The fan vote in this, very interestingly enough, went between three different players and it went Corey Snyder, Ryan Hancock and Owen Pochman. Hancock, as of recording right now, leading the voting with 37% of the vote. Owen Pochman in second place with 33%. Corey Snyder with 29%. And Trevor Sampson bringing up the rear with 1% of the vote. Owen Pochman, I think one of the greatest kickers in BYU football history. If you recall last week, we talked about his older brother, Ethan Pochman, who played soccer at BYU before having one of the great seasons kicking in 1996. Well, Owen came in and just had a marvelous career for BYU. BYU and was just an absolute stud. Obviously made some headlines after his BYU career, I think dating or marrying a Playboy model, if I'm not mistaken, went into the NFL for a time. But regardless, uh, a good player and a great kicker in BYU history. Trevor Sampson, those of you who remember him most recently, one of the most accurate kickers in BYU history. I think missed maybe two PATs in his entire career, maybe five or six field goal attempts. Just a marvelous story because he was a young man who had a liver disease that required a liver transplant at a young age, and he battled back from it to be a kicker at a Division One level. Just a cool story there. Ryan Hancock's story, very interesting in its own right. Uh, went on to have a good uh, BYU season, I guess, roughly. Ryan, if you're listening to this, you can fill me in on it. But uh, filled in as a quarterback for BYU during that season where they had four different starting quarterbacks. Hancock was one of the guys who was lost for the year at one point, but had a good season nonetheless at quarterback, but then went on to be a star pitcher for BYU baseball and decided to stick with baseball, went on to pitch for the then California Angels as a relief pitcher, spent some time in the major leagues, and Ryan still lives here locally, very active on social media and just an overall good dude. And 
I think a great story having played two different sports at a high level for BYU and as a result he is leading the fan vote but my pick today and I don't know why he didn't win this I think people might have forgotten what he did in a BYU uniform is Corey Snyder a former star outfielder for BYU baseball he spent nine seasons in in MLB from 1986 to 1994 played for the Cleveland Indians the Chicago White Sox Blue Toronto Blue Jays San Francisco Giants and the Los Angeles Dodgers but we're not talking about his professional career we're talking about guys what they did in the BYU uniform here's what Corey Snyder had in his BYU career a three-time All-American for BYU a member of the 1983 BYU team which at one point was ranked number one in the country and this is just one of those stories that in terms of baseball lore that you just you can't dream up you you put it in a movie maybe but just crazy but in his very first game with BYU during his first three at bats he hit three home runs on three consecutive pitches you heard me right three at bats three home runs three consecutive pitches if that's not out of the storybook slash Hollywood storyline. I don't know what is. Snyder went out on to lead BYU in hits, RBIs, home runs, all kinds of different records once he was done as a BYU baseball player. Then was drafted into the major leagues and had a great career. Just a legend in BYU baseball history. The fact that he played probably in the early to mid 1980s did affect what BYU fans may have thought or maybe know about this guy, but Corey Snyder, guys, he's the best Cougar to have worn the number 27. There's no doubt about it. I'm not even going to argue. It's just, it, it's very clear. And just absolute legend. I played uh, collegiate baseball in the Cape Cod Baseball League, which is one of the top leagues for summer baseball. He batted 321 for that season, including a league record 22 home runs, including four uh, home runs and consecutive at-bats over two days. Man, what Corey Snyder did in a BYU uniform and during his college career is just absolutely legendary. Not many guys in BYU sports history, I don't care what sport it is, can say they were three-time All-Americans. He also was on the 1984 BYU, uh, not 1984 BYU team, 1984 United States Olympic baseball team, which earned a silver medal. So, easy selection today, Corey Snyder, the best Cougar to have worn the number 27. We will continue on uh, with our player countdown series over the weekend, our bonus editions roll on. I know last week we had a snafu with my equipment that I usually use at home to record those. That's all been fixed, so of course we will be back uh, talking about that, but just today, Corey Snyder, an easy, easy selection as the best uh, Cougar, former Cougar to have worn the number 27. Uh, One other thing about Corey Snyder, after his playing days, he's gone on to serve as a coach for the Tacoma Rainiers, the AAA affiliate of the Seattle Mariners. He also coached the China Trust Brothers baseball team of the Chinese Professional Baseball League in Taiwan for two seasons. Uh, Snyder, obviously, going over to Taiwan. I served my LDS mission in Taiwan. I know of the China Trust Brothers, so that's cool. I did not know this until reading it about Snyder when I was doing my research for today's podcast. So cool to hear him talk about that and best of luck to him as he moves forward with his managerial career in baseball all over the world, as it were. All right, that'll do it for this Friday edition of the show. A big thank you once again for your continued support. Follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at 
locked on Cougars. My personal Twitter feed, if you want to follow me there, is at Jacob C. Hatch. And feel free to email us anytime. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the email address. Have a great rest of your weekend whenever you hear this. I hope you guys are all doing well, staying safe. Wear those masks when you can't socially distance. So that way we can make sure football actually does happen and we have that season opener between the midshipmen and the Cougars 30 days away from today. Have a great day. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for August 7th, 2020. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow, or maybe on Monday. Have a great weekend.